This month, our podcast is brought to you by Jay Brooks Coffee Roasters in Memphis, Tennessee. You know by now how much I love coffee, and Jay Brooks has a special place in my heart. True North is their original signature blend. Its name points to Jesus Christ, who they say is the real owner of this company. The name reminds us that we are guided by unwavering integrity and clarity of purpose directed by our Lord. The name derives from the world of orienteering, finding your way across terrain with a map and a compass. In order to stay on course and avoid getting lost, the compass must remain oriented toward true north to avoid getting off track by the pull of the compass toward magnetic north. When trekking in the backcountry, the alignment of the compass with true north must be regularly calibrated multiple times along the path in order to stay on course. Did you know that? I love learning new things. Just as the pull of magnetic north can get a hiker off track and eventually lost, so the pull of the world can also affect each one of us. If we're not careful to constantly calibrate ourselves, our spirits, ethics, morals, decisions, with our perfect standard in Jesus, we'll slowly but surely lose our way and end up somewhere we don't want to be. It's in these moments when it's especially important to create some breathing room and ask, how's all that working for you? Jaybrook's Coffee Roasters offers True North as a perfectly balanced cup that reminds us to remain centered in the one who is perfect to orient our lives every day. And hopefully we'll savor a cup that infuses a bit of tasty delight along the way. To order this signature blend for yourself and learn more about Jay Brooks, click the link in the show notes or visit jbrookscoffeeroasters.com. That's the letter J, brookscoffeeroasters.com. You are officially invited to create some breathing room. This is the absolute best podcast to find the strategies, resources, and motivation you need to stop drowning in overwhelm break free from hustle culture, and live out your God-given purpose. I'm your host, Rachel Baker, and girl, I've been there, done that. It is my God-given purpose to help you find space for an intentional life so you can confidently live in those strengths, skills, and passions that light you up and serve others. I know you are ready to create some breathing room, so let's do it together. Welcome to episode 22. I am excited for this one. We are getting back to guest interviews this month with our current theme of dealing with overwhelm in all the different ways that we have to deal with it in life. And today we get to talk with Kristen Higdon. If you do not know Kristen, you are in for a treat. She is one of my favorite people on the planet. So Kristen Higdon is a former classroom teacher. She was a reading teacher, and she did this for 19 years. This woman was dedicated in the classroom. She went through all the things that came with teaching in the pandemic, and we're going to hear her story. We're going to hear what that was like for her as a dedicated teacher who loved her job as a mom to two kids. It's a beautiful story. You're going to love hearing from her. She's currently teaching online uh, through the platform OutSchool. And we'll talk some about that as well, what that transformation looked like, what all those changes looked like, where she's headed. She also loves creating teaching resources. If you are a teacher, you need to know about Kristen's teaching resources. She's amazing and so creative. 
So she does this. She's trying to help mostly third through fifth grade reading teachers so they can bring that fun and creativity back to the classroom. Her store, I'm going to tell you up front, her store is called All That Teacher Sparkle. And she embodies the name of this store. She brings the sparkle back to the classroom, the joy, the fun, the creativity, all the things that I wish I had just a little bit more of. That is who Kristen is. And so I'm so excited for you to hear this conversation and hear her journey, what she has been through as a teacher, as a mom, as a woman, dealing with all the things, ways that she has come out the other side, strategies that she's put in place, ways that we've worked together to get her to some of those places. It was just such a fun conversation. So settle in with your favorite beverage, coffee, tea, whatever it might be. And I really hope you enjoy this conversation I got to have with Kristen Higdon. Hello, Kristen. Welcome to the show. Hey, friends. Good to be here. I'm pretty excited. I'm so Um, thankful that you agreed to come on. I know this is not like your normal cup of tea to just come on and share all the things through a microphone, but I think you've got a lot of good stuff to share. We have been friends now for two, three years. I don't even know. It's been a while. Yeah, since 2021. Yeah, That's wild. Um, but awesome. We've done a lot together and we're going to get into some of that. Before we get too deep though, I would love for you to just share. I've, I've introduced you and like your accolades and your awesomeness, but just let us know from your own mouth. Who are you? What do you do? I was a teacher in the classroom for 19 years. Bless you. And <laughs> and honestly, I never, ever, ever in a million years thought that I would leave before retirement. <laughs> I mean, once you're in the classroom, you're in the classroom for life. At least that's how I saw my life kind of going. But um, I started out um, in the lower grades, but ended up in the upper grades because that is where I'm supposed to be. I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely more of a um, an older, like third, fourth, fifth, upper elementary kind of teacher. Um, most, most of the, the time I taught fourth grade reading, um, I did dabble around, like I said, in third and fifth too, but fourth is like seriously my favorite. Um, and that's where I ended up before I left the classroom. And, um, actually I left in July of 2020 um, after mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what a year that <laughs> was. Yes. Oh my goodness. So yeah, it started out, um, we were having an amazing year that year. I had a great group of kids, great group of parents, just loved everything about it. And then we just went home one day, one Friday, I hugged and said bye. And that was the last I saw of them. Right. What a weird so, thing um, that was. Oh, yeah. And it was heartbreaking. It really was. Like we just never got to do what we wanted to do and finish, but I was uh, really happy with the way everything started, but the pandemic teaching really took a toll on my mental health. Yeah. Um, I stayed up, you know, two, three o'clock in the morning, most mornings (laughs) or Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, before I could go to bed, just like recording myself, getting those videos uploaded. Um, I didn't know how to do any of that. Right. So. I was learning on the fly. Um, I was creating things, uh, resources for my kids and like putting it in Google Classroom. And 
that was not something I was really proficient in at the time. So it just was, it was flying by the seat of my pants, which is how I live anyway. But um, it was hard, like trying to- Like a whole other uh, level of flying by the seat yes. of your pants. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, at the time, my son was three and my daughter was eight. And so I was trying to, luckily she wasn't like really difficult because she could just do her stuff on her own. But uh, taking care of a three-year-old at the same time was really tough. So um, I ended up, um, like when the year was over, I mean, I literally was probably this close <laughs> to having like a real breakdown. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was pretty bad. And I was just completely burnt out. And so the thought of coming back to school the next year, like really terrified me. It took me a, a while, several months before I finally kind of got myself back, I guess. Um, but um, I did pray a lot and finally made the decision that I was going to leave the classroom and stay home with my kids. Um, my son was going into pre-K and I wasn't sure how that was going to go. <laughs> with, um, and then with me teaching, um, it just was going to be like really difficult to go back. So not that it wasn't hard to make the decision to leave. Right. Well, I can tell, like, just listening to you talk about it all, you were so passionate about it. You, the work that you put in and that's, I think it's so good. Even this, you know, far after the fact to hear from the teachers who lived through the thing, you know, as parents, we're at home with the kids going, oh, how do we do this school? But the teachers, the work that was put in, the hours, the skills that were not taught ahead of time, just thrown into it, the lack of sleep, the mental health, and you've got kids of your own at home. Like just to hear all of that, I think is so good for people to know, like, this isn't like, you were teaching and then it got hard and I don't like this anymore. And so I think I'm like, you were so passionate, but it was so much, so overwhelming. So I think it's completely understandable that you reach the point where like, it's a fear, it's a burnout, it's a mental health, it's a health health issue. Sleep's kind of important, sis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't getting much of it. And I don't know. I, my husband said, you do what you need to do. If you want to keep teaching, go ahead. I will support you. If you want to stay home and homeschool the kids, I will support that too. It has to be our decision. So great. Thanks. I, I just prayed about it and prayed about it and really like went back and forth. And finally one, I don't know, one night, like he just asked me, he's like, so, you know, what are you thinking? And I, I just was like, I'm quitting next year. I'm going to stay home and homeschool with the kids. Ah. <laughs> it's just like word really vomit like that. comes Absolutely. up. Yeah. And they're done that. And, and he, like his eyes kind of like, okay, then that's what you'll do. Mm. I'll, I'll help you. That's and so good. as soon as I said those words, which I never even thought in my mind, like, this is what I want to say. Mm -hmm. I just said them. But as soon as I did, it was like, Oh, that peace that passes understanding, right? I, that's exactly, that's exactly what it was. And so I packed up my stuff and then I had to move my entire classroom um, to my house. So I'm not a person who uh, took my teaching lightly and I had a lot of stuff. Let's just say that. So um, we have a storage unit and then the rest came home. So 
Uh, we went to work on homeschooling uh, that August. And honestly, my kids were excited about it. I was excited about it and it was fun. Like we really, we really liked it. Um, I did feel like I was missing something. Yeah. Not quite the you know, same. Like not quite the same. I, I love being home and teaching my kids, but I just missed teaching at school with students and that connection. And so I was like, I don't know, looking for something, I guess. And then in October, my husband got hurt at work. And so I'm driving him down to the hospital, to the emergency room, like 80 miles an hour and like trying to be calm. And it's like, okay, God, <laughs> like I'm going to have to do something. Right. Cause now like you've quit your job. Cause he, now he's in construction. Is that right? So he's like, if he's not well, he's not working. Exactly. So, um, and of course it turned out that everything was okay with him. And I thank God for that. Absolutely. Um, but there was still in the back of my mind, like something had been stirred, you know, like I still do want to, I, I really want to do something. And so I had no idea what I was qualified to do, <clears throat> excuse me, other than teach. <laughs> because that's at the time, that was all I was. I was a teacher. And if I wasn't teaching in a classroom, then who am I? Like I lost my identity, you know? So um, I Googled and found out school. And got accepted there, started teaching, and absolutely loved it. Which is so funny that I ended up teaching over Zoom when <laughs> just a few months prior, teaching over Zoom gave me. But girl, listen, you know, when I was in that game, when we were doing the online teaching thing, and so, and if you are new here and listening for the first time, you can go back and hear other things, find other blog posts. Online teaching was my jam before, and that's where Kristen and I originally connected. But um, I've talked many, many times how it is completely different to be an online teacher, to design classes just for virtual versus someone who is a an in-person teacher, brick and mortar teacher trying to accommodate and modify those lessons for online purposes. Um, when you're used to being in person with kids, the way that you have to teach online is completely different from in person. The way that you have to convey the material online is completely different from in person. And so I just want to, like, we've had this conversation, but for anybody else that needs to hear it, I just want to validate, like, it's a whole other ball game. Um, the work that it takes to be an in-person teacher, you know, I say that in air quotes, brick and mortar, trying to convey everything online all of a sudden, the effort and energy and all that that takes, it's a whole other thing. So, Yes, how ironic you end up being an online teacher, but also the load, I, I think, would have been a lot lighter than what you had been doing. Yes. Pandemic teaching was is nothing like what I'm doing now. I really enjoyed and got into creating my own curriculum. So I started making um, detective mysteries. And creating like presentations in Canva to like go along with the, this, this case that I created. And, um, that was fun. Like that scratched an itch. I didn't realize that I had because <laughs> I was always making things for my own kids at school, but like, you know, worksheets, um, different, like cut glue type of activities, mm -hmm. um, 
interactive notebook kind of stuff, which I loved doing, but this was completely different because now I'm making like visual presentations to go along with the things I'm teaching. Right. Oh my gosh. And then in the back of my mind, I think there was always like that thought of when I go back to the classroom, Mm. I will have these cool things that I've created this detective case, this catching criminal case. Because you're just coming up with new fun ways to teach the same things. Like you're still teaching reading. Sure. Right. Comprehension and Uh all these different things. skills, Mm -hmm. critical thinking, all of that stuff. Oh my gosh, it was fun. And uh, I just like really fell in love with it. I also missed being with other teachers. Does Mm. that make sense? Like out of school kind of scratched that itch for me as far as like, being with kids again, mm-hmm. although it was heartbreaking because I'd meet them for one class and they'd go away and I'd never see them again. <laughs> right. But um, I started actually a girls group as well. And some of those girls stayed with me for like a year, two years. Like we met every week and just formed a big bond. So I loved that too. But I also realized that I missed teachers. Like I missed my friends at school, like hanging out in the workroom, you know, fussing over the jammed copier, you know, stuff like that. And so that's when I started uh, my blog to to help teachers. I had all these ideas and all these things I used to do and encouragement and stuff because uh, teaching is hard. <laughs> and I can't even imagine how hard it is now um, after because, you know, with everything that happened with kids coming back to school and teachers coming back and it was not easy. So I'm sure it's even harder. And I just like in my heart wanted to make teaching as easy for for teachers as I could free resources, blog posts, encouragement. So I did start my blog. Um, I also started a Teachers Pay Teacher store, just trying to, you know, take some of those fun ideas that I was coming up with and sharing them because I was having a blast. So (laughs) if I'm having a blast, I want other teachers and their students to have a blast with inferencing skills too. So um, that's, that's when I started. But the crazy thing is, is that as light as my load was, um, as I still had to make things difficult. Does that make sense? Listen, I got to tell you though, listen, I just want to, I just want to mention for those who, you know, are keeping track, like we went from the classroom, we came home, we're homeschooling the children, home full time, kids 24 <laughs> seven, uh, planning the curriculum and lessons for that, for what was third grade and pre-K. And then it continued yes. on. Then we're like fourth and kindergarten, right? So doing that. So you're homeschooling with your own curriculum and lessons and things. Um, And then also creating additional lessons for teaching online classes, which that's basically running your own online business as an online teacher, right? So you're running a business, you have to set the prices, create the curriculum, market and get the students. Uh, You've now started a blog that goes with that to speak to these teachers who are back in the classroom and struggling. Oh, also these teaching resources. Oh, I think I'm going to start up a store. Also, Kristen, you just said uh, you had a light load. I want to just acknowledge how we do this to ourselves. We have all the things that we are doing for all the people. And we still go, oh, but I mean, I'm not even, there's like not even much. It was such a light load. I didn't have much of anything, but also I feel crazy and can't find two seconds for myself. And I'm completely overwhelmed with life. What's wrong with me? I just, oh, it, how how did you know that that's exactly what, 
Uh, because I've, I've done this rodeo before and I've lived this life and I've heard stories very similar to yours. So I just, I want to speak that out into existence because I am 500% certain there are other women listening who get that vibe, feel all of that. And that is exactly what I want to speak to today. And the crazy thing is that, like I just said, it was like, but I guess like in my mind, it was lighter than what I was doing before where I was getting up at five 30 every morning, going to school, teaching eight hours with crazy going on all day long, right? Coming home, cooking dinner, playing with my kids, helping with homework, trying to keep the house clean, <laughs> doing laundry. But I turned it into the same thing working from home. Only this time I couldn't drive away from school and come home. In it 24 seven. Yeah. And so both sides of that, like whether you are out working, doing the thing, like you're getting up, you're doing the work all day outside the house and you come home and all those things you just mentioned. And even like kids or no kids, you come home and there's still all the things that need to get done. Right. Um, Or working from home. And there's like, I saw something there. Somebody was like, there's always someone in my house. Someone is always here with me. I There's never this moment alone. Uh, and so both of those scenarios, whether you're working at home or working outside the house, I think the overwhelm feeling is still there because we are going to fill our time. The time's there mm-hmm. for us to fill it. And uh, I hear you filling it. <laughs> making it a whole thing. So let's go to this question. With that in mind, I would love to know at this point, because you've been doing the online teaching thing for a couple of years, you've homeschooled, your kids are back at school. Well, well, they will be. (laughs) Yes. Last year we went back and that was, that was different. Um, Being at home alone because, you know, I hadn't had that in a long time. So, okay. So with all of that, what does breathing room look like for you or feel like for you? I ask every guest this because it's different for everybody. So when you think breathing room, what does that look or feel like for you? Well, first of all, it's it's physical for me. Like it's literal breathing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like when I'm working on a resource and I'm super in my zone and hyper-focused on it, sometimes I catch myself like breathing really shallow. Or even like holding my breath Mm -hmm. if I'm really into something. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, like how was I not breathing just now? And so I will literally take deep physical breaths because I wasn't breathing properly. I don't know. Does anybody else even know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. I do. I don't know if anybody else listening does, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I just, I don't know if I'm in. (laughs) in anticipation over like what I'm doing next, or I'm just so into it. Like I I just don't think, and I don't know, I literally have to stop and like take real breaths. (laughs) But I also, as far as like emotionally breathing room is just taking time to be a person, (laughs) you know, like I'm not a blogger. I'm not a mom. Like I'm just Kristen and I have things that I like to do and I like makeup. And I like nail polish and I like doing uh, reading and fun things. And just like being a person who has coffee with a friend, you know, um, I don't want to be a robot. 
that just goes through the motions every single day, write the blog post, create the images, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Um, I, I want to enjoy the blessings that I've got. And I, I don't want those blessings to be burdens. Like my kids are a blessing to me, you know, but when I don't have personal time to just like calm down and relax and for a minute, sometimes like I get frustrated, you know, when my son wants me to play cars or my daughter wants me to see the cool, funny book memes that she's seeing on the internet. You know what I'm saying? Right. I want them. I want time with them. I want to be close to them. And so I can tell when I'm overwhelmed and haven't had enough me time and to calm down and relax, like I get very short with my kids and that's not fair to them. And so I don't want them to be the obstacle that keeps me from my work. I want them to be the joy in my life. Yes. Oh, I feel that so deeply. Yes. So I love, I love that there's the physical and also the emotional piece of that for you. That's so good. Um, Okay. So all these things that you have moved into coming out of the classroom, but still that's your heart, right? The teaching is your heart. And in that, you know, I've heard you talk about, it's not just like teaching things, but serving the kids and the teachers in your space. That is your heart. And so all these things that you've developed, the blog and the resources and all these things, We've talked before about the struggle to get tasks done when they feel really big or feel really overwhelming. Like if we just say like, and I just create this resource for teachers, like that, when you really think about it, that's a massive undertaking depending on what it is. But um, yeah, can you, do you have like an example of that? We've talked about like the resources or a blog post what does that look like for you? There's this huge task. It's really overwhelming. Um, what does that look like? And then how does it feel to get stuck and not move forward on that? That's a lot to unpack. <laughs> when I create like a presentation to go along with my detective case, I'm writing the case. I'm having to come up. The storyline just kind of like pops into my head and I can see in my mind how I want it to look in the end. But how I get there is very messy. <laughs> I am not like a an organized kind of step-by-step breaking things down. You are amazing at it. <laughs> and if it hadn't been for your intervention, then I probably wouldn't be where I am right now because because I, I can't I can't take things one step at a time. Like I wanted to make a detective case. I came up with a story, I knew what I wanted it to, to look like. I didn't know how to get there. So I just kind of took it like Mm -hmm. one slide at a time. That one was more of a passion. And so even though like I got stuck a couple of times, but not for very long, uh, I don't know. Um, That one just kind of rolled a little easier, I guess. But for sometimes like with some of my bigger projects, like I have survival packs and, um, and teacher planners, like I just created that. But like with that teacher planner, I got so excited to create it. And I created like, this was back in November, I think. I created like all of the pieces and I knew what Mm -hmm. I wanted to do. Like I had a list of things. I always write my lists. And when I had that list, I just kind of checked everything off as I created it. Calendars, weekly planners, reflection pages, like all that kind of stuff. 
And then when I got like all of the creating part done, the actual like putting it out there, I just couldn't do it. And I spent like four, I spent like four days trying to figure out how to make this digital, how, and finally I just quit. Like I was just beating my head against a wall and I was like, I'm getting nothing accomplished. I'm hyper-focused. I'm getting angry. I just need to stop and walk away. So I put it away. Yep. I spent December all the way until June just making other things. And then I came back to that in July, refreshed, renewed with, I, I wasn't angry at the resource anymore <laughs> because I was like resenting it. Um, and it was fine. And I was able to, you know, that time away, taking some space, but honestly, like realizing that. I needed to stop was huge for me. And I would never have done that. If you hadn't taught me that that was okay to stop something that doesn't (laughs) feel right, stop something that's not working, pick it up later when you've had a break. And I just needed like six months away from it. And, and it was so much easier. I mean, not perfect. It's done and it's out there. (laughs) Yeah. But does it have to be perfect, Kristen? Does everything have to be? You have taught me beta first, better later. Oh, that makes me so happy to hear you say that. Yes. And we've, you know, we've looked, we've worked on some big tasks Mm -hmm. together over time. Like we've looked at a lot of big things, some of them projects, some of it's just, I want to make a blog post about this thing. And that statement, it doesn't sound like a lot of work. I want to make a blog post, but Uh, We've worked together on how to kind of break things down into manageable action steps, right? Which I let, you know, you talked about, I have this thing, I make a list, I check it off as I go. That's a kind of piece of that. But even with the blog post, you're like, I don't know why I can't just knock out this blog post in like an hour. But then when we talk about all that, you talk to me because you've done a lot of blog posts now. What is the process? What all goes into putting out a blog post? Because it's not just a thing. Yeah. And it does sound very simple. I'm going to do a blog post. I don't do an, like an outline necessarily. I just like sketch like words that remind me of ideas that I want to share. Um, I get the I get the whole idea because again, I see the whole thing first. I just don't know how to, or I didn't. Uh, know how to break it down into pieces. And so the first time that you and I talked about that and you said, you know, why aren't you, you know, why don't you just do this, you know, break it down into different steps. And that I like, it's <laughs> like, duh, why don't I do that? <laughs> because that just doesn't come naturally for me. So, right. That's not a natural tendency for everybody to do. So, and looking at the one thing, like I just need to write this blog post sounds super easy, but it's it's not. And so when I get the idea, um, I do, like I said, the outline. And then I start with just the introduction. And then I just kind of go like one one idea at a time. We've got our ideas. Now we're writing the words. The words are written. And then... And then... <laughs> well, then you have to make sure that all the SEO is done and all that fun stuff without killing your creativity and the actual like you know, fun of your blog post. You want it to sound natural. And so all those are just like, I have to reread it and make sure, you know, with the SEO in mind, I reread it again for readability. I reread it again for creativity. For anybody who's not 
Yeah. If you're not familiar, SEO is basically the way that you format and the words that you use that help your post, your page, whatever it is to rank well when people are searching for that topic that you've written about or that you have a page about or whatever. You want people to find it, right? That's why we're putting it out there. And so what she's talking about is you've got to have like keywords that when people search, it pops up and it's got to be easy to read and it's got to have these images. There's a, it's a whole process. So it's not just writing the words. You have the idea, you write out the words, it has to be coherent. You revise and edit to make sure it makes sense, but also now it's got to rank well and you got to go through the technical parts of that. And then where do those images come from? Make them. <laughs> are, are we... You got to make them. Are we taking photographs? Are we grabbing things offline? Are we creating in Canva? Like it's a whole thing. Links. You got links Mm -hmm. in there too. So we've now gone from, I got to write a blog post to like all this crazy list of stuff. So once you have the list, the itemized tasks where you're like, I can take action on, write The outline check and you can be done there. Or today, I'm only going to make sure the keywords are in there. Check and step away. Like, what impact does that process going from whole idea to all these manageable parts? What impact does that have on you mentally, emotionally? How does that impact you there? I get frustrated very easily when things aren't like going smoothly because I have so many thoughts in my head. And they're going so fast and I want them all out and finished and taken care of at the same time. (laughs) And that's just, that's impossible. You can only do so much every day. You can only do so much in an hour. And uh, so it is frustrating sometimes, but I do have my handy dandy organization (laughs) that probably makes sense to no one but me. Um, I love Asana and I think it's amazing. I sometimes have to write things down for me to get them out of my mind. I'm more of a writer than a typer, I guess. But I I keep a calendar (laughs) on a clipboard. Yes. Month by month. And I literally write down like my goals, like the things I I want to get done for the month. Um, And then like anything else that's like super important. But I also have my weekly planner (laughs) on a clipboard. Mm -hmm. You guys, I just want to say like most are listening just on podcasting. You can't see all of the cuteness that Kristen had. Like she's showing, these are like pages she has made. They're adorable. I'm just going to say you want them, go get them in her store. We're going to drop all the links in the show notes, but she's got the cutest planner pages that she is showing me right now. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Weekly planner. My thing is that (laughs) like, I have always been a visual person. Um, if it is Mm -hmm. hidden away in a notebook or if it is put in my computer, I, if I can't see it, I will forget it. It doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, so I literally have like the 3M hooks, you know, like the little ones that you can like put up Mm -hmm. on your wall without like mailing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I keep those constantly everywhere. And I keep them, I keep my clipboards literally hung up on a wall so that I can just grab them when I need them. Nice. My calendar is always up. Anything that I have to have um, and I don't want to forget mm-hmm. has to be up. So that's why I have these. <laughs> I created them for, for the way that my brain works, I guess. Um, yeah. And so I, I basically, like on my weekly planner, I always start out with the important things. 
the things that I have to get done this week, non-negotiables. Do I have to write bills this week? Yes. If I want electricity, yes, I do. <laughs> so I have to have my bill, you know, um, my Sunday email for my, for my email subscribers. Like I've got to have that done this week. And so I just check them off, but I keep them at the top. So I don't forget about them. Um, I also have a little spot that is, it says favorite teacher moments this week, but I, you know, cause it's for teachers, but, but for myself, I just like my favorite moments of the week. Like we took my kids to an amusement park this week. I wrote that down. Um, I got some bundles put in my store. I wrote that down. I optimized a blog post for Rachel Baker <laughs> and I wrote that down because the, like I need those wins and I need to remember what was great about this week. I need to, I don't know. It's like a dopamine hit, I guess, to like, just remind myself like what is great. Um, I also have a little box at the bottom that says coming next week. <laughs> so I, again, if I don't see it, I will forget it. So it has to be right there. Mm -hmm. um, and that keeps it at the front of my mind. And it just, just sneak up on me when I change to a new week. But literally this whole column here, Monday through Sunday, I write down everything that I want to do on each day. Now, do I, and again, those tiny pieces I would put on Monday. This is what I'll do on Monday. I'll make my outline for my blog post on Monday. And then like on Tuesday, I'll try to write the actual words, you know, the content for the post. Then like on Wednesday, I will, um, I'll make sure I go back and uh, check for SEO, double check the headings, blah, blah, whatever. But um, I will, I will put those on, but I also add other things too. Like if I need to post something on Instagram right. or if I need to write my bills or if I need to remember to do laundry sheets every Monday, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Call the dentist office. It's never ending, right? We have it all. And I will just like mark it off when I get it done. So that's why you see all these little lines. <laughs> through everything. Yes. But what, but what a difference. I just want to celebrate with you, Kristen, what a difference from that day when we showed up and it was, I need to write a blog post and I just can't like if, just to have that on the week this week, I will do this thing. And to be able to say, what are the pieces of the thing today? Only one piece not the whole thing. I think just takes the pressure off, right? Like, okay, okay. I don't have to do it all right now. And it's not just this one massive thing that I don't even know how to tackle. So that step of breaking it down and then picking out one little yes, piece yes. <laughs> to and, do at a time. Rachel, you taught me this too, <laughs> that when I finish something on Monday, I stop. You know what I'm saying? Like the old me would have said, oh, yes. okay, well, I got all the, I got my outline. I'll just go ahead and start writing now, you know? And then after I write, well, I'll just go ahead and start on the images since the, the words are fresh in my mind. And so before you know it, I will spend an entire Monday from 7.30 AM <laughs> to, you know, four o'clock or later doing a blog post instead of doing an hour's worth of work on Monday, an hour's worth of work on Tuesday. I just, I can't stop. Does that make sense? Like once I'm rolling. Yeah. Well, and then 
Yes. And then when that happens, when that happens, then it's, you get to the end of Monday and all you've worked on is that one thing because you pulled other pieces from other days. And then it's, oh no, why didn't I get the electric bill paid today? (laughs) Exactly. Well, I didn't ever get around to calling Uh the dentist. I was supposed to order this thing for my kids, Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, there's always other stuff and so uh, I love that, that, you know, you f- do the thing and then step away because there's other things, right? There's always other things. Or you've done the things for the day and there's that breathing room to do it. Like, go paint your yeah. nails, girl. Watch go a read movie. a book. Go, whatever it is you need <laughs> yeah. to do. Be a person. Be a human person with yes. likes and dislikes and interests so that when the kids get home from mm-hmm. school, you are not resenting their existence. <laughs> and I can enjoy them. <laughs> they, they are the joy. Yes, they are the joy that you want them to be. I love it. I just, I'm celebrating this whole episode, just one big celebration. Okay, so we've kind of, we've gone through like tools, strategies that you are already implementing that are really helpful managing your time. So really, I just would ask if there is a book or a podcast, something that you are just really loving that you would recommend for people listening. Um, Well, you turned me on to Soundtracks by John Acuff. And that's not necessarily like an organizational book, um, but it's like a getting to know yourself book and being kinder to yourself book. because. Okay, so there's a lot of just like resentment of of like the things that I love to do whenever it gets to be too much. Does that make sense? Like I love writing blog posts for my blog, but not if I've been working on it for three days <laughs> straight, you know, and I, I don't love it anymore. Like I resent it because it's taking time away from my kids, mm-hmm. but that's not what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be helpful for teachers and fun and joyful for me. And it's not anymore. Um, because I, I turned right. it into something it never should have been and it's too much and it's, and it's overwhelming. Um, so soundtracks was a way to, I don't know, help me like break that mold of, um, being angry with myself and resenting choices that I've made, <laughs> uh, because, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I learned to reframe things Taking those negative soundtracks and turning them into positive. Yes, yes. And so that's one that honestly, when I would go take like go to pick my kids up at school, I took my granola bar, I took my soundtracks book, and I sat in the car waiting to pick my kids up and changed my life in the car line at school. <laughs> oh yes. I love it. I'm just gonna, hey John, John, if you're listening by any chance. Come on anytime. It's so, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> um, he's got another one. Um, something about a goal. I can't remember what the, the title of it is at the moment. Yeah. Well, there's a new one coming out called That's All It, it. Takes That's is it. a Goal. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to picking that up whenever it comes out mm-hmm. because I yes. feel like and that's also his podcast. Oh, yes. And I do listen to that too. So and of course I listen to your podcast. Um <laughs> why thank you. Uh, because I love that. And I know, I think I've told everybody that I know that my, that your Mary Morant episode was like one of my favorites, mm. her slow, slow growth. Um, 
yeah, Deep Roots, that is an amazing book. That is also life-changing. And it's helped me like with my self-confidence, my self-esteem. And um, and in turn, because I care more about myself, I'm also doing better with work stuff um, because I'm, I'm less mean to myself. I don't, does that make any kind of sense at all? Ugh. Yep. Yes, absolutely. I think we can be so unkind to ourselves. When we get frustrated, when we get overwhelmed, we are looking for someone or something to blame. Why do I feel this way? Who caused this? <laughs> and the the that's the yeah. thing. The easiest and most basic reaction is typically, why am I like this? Mm-hmm. Why did I do this? Mm-hmm. What is wrong yep. with me? And that's just, who's that helping? Who is that helping? Mm-hmm. Nobody. And so I love that you're able to, you know, we have the moments, right? Like we're going to get frustrated. We're going to get overwhelmed. Life happens. But to look at it instead as like, what got me here? What can be different? What do I need instead? And to say, I'm like so proud of you for being in that moment with like the teacher planner that you were making. And to say, instead of... What's wrong with me that I can't mm-hmm. finish this? Why is this yeah. so hard? What's wrong? You know, all of that just to say, you know what? This for me right now is not mm-hmm. a good fit. And I need to step away and reclaim some joy and breathing room. And to step away for six months, Kristen, is a big lip and deal. I love that you were able to do that and to come back and go, okay, I'm ready now. I think is huge. Well, let me tell you, the old me, the two years ago, me would never have done that. I would have just kept banging my head against the wall until I broke. Honestly, that's what would have happened. (laughs) I would never have walked away. Lots of crying, (laughs) but I don't know. There's, there's just a lot of growth that's happened through, um, books again, that we were just talking about. Um, that's really, and of course you, because I have worked with you a lot. We've done one-on-one coaching, clarity calls. And every time I walk away from a session with you, I'm just like, ah, that was amazing. And I feel so well, clear oh. on what my purposes and, and, and everything. I'm so glad I, and you know, in the spirit of like, we're being kind to her, like, I received that. I'm trying to be better. Like I received that. Thank you. I'm so glad. And I truly, I'm so so proud of you and just how kind you are being to yourself. It That fills my cup, right? That when I can work with someone and, you know, friend, we get to be friends because we're working on the real life hard things. We get to be friends. And so to work on these things together and to see the progress and to see your joy coming back and the ability to say, you know what? I do like makeup and I do like paint. I want to do this and I want to read that book. And like, and to know that that's good and loving to yourself. That's, that's all I need in life. That's it. I'm good. I'm sold. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> so I'm so glad. Okay. We're going to wrap it up. We've said a lot today. Um, I would love for you to share where people can find you. We're going to drop every and all link that's been mentioned today in all the places you can find Kristen, but where can we find you, Kristen? First of all, all that teachersparkle.com is my website. Uh, I have blog posts and resources 
free resources uh, to help teachers because, again, that is my part. Like, I really want to make, mm-hmm. with all the stuff going on with teachers right now, just the demoralization and whatever, um, they need to be as supported and encouraged as possible. So I'm trying to do lots of free things um, and lots of ideas to help teachers. Um, I'm also on Instagram at all that teacher sparkle. Um, I, let's see, I'm also on OutSchool. I'm still teaching there. Um, not as much because somebody taught me not to do too much because it would burn me out. So I did step back a little bit, but I am still on OutSchool with private tutoring and uh, things like that. And um, I have an email list. So if you want me to pop up in your email box every week on Sundays. And you do. (laughs) Yes. Especially if you are in the teaching world, you do want Kristen to pop up in your email. (laughs) Her emails are so good and you get to find out about her giveaways and her resources. And it's so like, I'm not even in the classroom or teaching or in, I still like to get Kristen's emails. They're just so encouraging. Her name is all that teacher sparkle and she sparkles. <laughs> She's just this, like joy and sunshine coming in to your life. So you do want oh. that email. I'll well, I try to do them on Sunday nights because I'm trying to reframe the soundtrack of Sundays. No Sunday scaries. We want Sunday sparkle. So Sunday sparkle emails. Sunday sparkle emails. Who doesn't want that? Everybody wants that. All right. Kristen, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been fun. This has been a joy and cup filler for me. And I just know it is blessing those listening. So well, thank thank you for having me. Uh, As always, I have so much fun with you. Thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to check the show notes to get links for all the resources mentioned in this episode. As always, your reviews make such a difference. So thank you for taking the time to leave those for us. Your ratings and thoughts mean so much. I love reading each and every one. As we wrap up today, please remember, life can feel crazy and overwhelming sometimes, but you will never regret taking the time to create some breathing room.